Hey everybody and welcome back to Ask for Awesome. This is Roberto Blake, your host, and it's been a couple of days since our last little session today on this, uh, together on this call-in show, sorry about that, and uh, it's because I've actually been doing some really cool things with the business, and you guys have seen me crushing it with tutorials over on the YouTube channel a lot more lately. What a lot of people don't remember is that back in 2013, four years ago, this summer of four years ago, around, I want to say the end of July, the beginning of August, I actually really started doing YouTube for real grew my audience from nothing and I started with tutorials with like Photoshop Thursdays and four years of consistency and over 1,000 videos later, I'm proud to say that we're at about a quarter million subscribers over in the Create Awesome community on my YouTube channel. And from that came a lot of other different things. From that came writing opportunities with How Design and Creative Pro and Hustle Magazine. Um, a lot of other things came from that, like the Create Something Awesome Today podcast and this show, as well as my speaking career. So I've been busy because it's kind of um, an anniversary for me, and it's also the time of year that I think is busiest for me with speaking as well. So there's just been a lot going on. I'm trying to get to a point to where I'm doing this call-in show with you guys pretty much on a daily basis because uh, that is something that is really fun for me is to actually interact with you guys, hear you guys' voices actually here on the show. So let's go to a couple of your calls and let's answer a few questions. This is a call-in show after all. Firstly, thank you so much for what you do on YouTube and everywhere else on the internet, sharing your knowledge and experiences with those of us that are trying to grow an audience and become uh, content creators. I have got an idea for a channel on YouTube and uploading five days a week, but my videos are not going to be any more than two and a half minutes to three minutes. There's so much talk about videos nowadays having to be 7, 10, 15 minutes long. Can a channel that creates five-day content for two and a half minutes, three minutes, succeed on YouTube in 2017? Really interested in your opinions on that. Take care, and again, thank you so much for your content. This is a great question. Can short form content still survive on YouTube? And in my opinion, the overwhelming answer is yes, because people value their time and because YouTube is a high level engagement platform and there's a lot of emotional drivers there, not to mention there's also um, a youth audience and culture there, shorter attention spans. Uh, we live in an era of Snapchat and Instagram stories. Snapchat has expanded to 60 seconds now. So I think that there is, but I also think that if you're going to do that, that you mix in long form content. I think you mix in compilation videos. I think that you mix in a lot of stuff that you can for travel. I think product reviews do well for travel for another revenue stream. And I think adding those to your mix obviously gives you something five or six minutes because if you're going to do a proper product review and do it justice, you know, it's going to be like maybe, you know, five to eight minutes. So I think that this strategy for getting out five days a week consistently can work for you, but I don't think you make yourself beholden to content that's just under three minutes. I think it's a proper mix. More than anything, I really believe that 
I think that most people's problem in general with YouTube is they keep all trying to just do one thing, one thing, one thing, and that's it. Instead of figuring out um, a thesis for the proper media mix of their channel where there is a singular focus overall, but there are different ways to execute on it. And I think that that's a, an overlying issue. I also think it's the reason people burn out because doing one thing, one thing, one thing and spamming that a million times, people get bored. And I mean, the audience may not get bored. A lot of people get views doing that. I'm talking about content creators getting bored. And so I would, uh, you know, go ahead and try this idea, see what happens. I think there's a way to do it. I think you have to optimize the heck out of it. You're gonna have to fight an uphill battle with the algorithm. There are things where I crush it on the algorithm, but there are also things where I don't wanna be a slave to the algorithm. There are things where I crush it with the YouTube audience, but I don't wanna be a slave to them either. And so I think it's just a matter of, it can succeed, you can build a community, but don't expect the conventional level of success that you see other people doing. If you're going to go a different route and make something unique, if you're gonna make something unique, there's no point in comparing yourself to other channels and I think that's really the big takeaway that I would give any YouTuber right now. Hey Roberto, it's Jay Carrey. I just had to call in again. Your reply was fantastic. I totally agree with what you're saying about, you know, personal responsibility and people just <laughs> not really having individual responsibility and hoping that the world is going to do things for them and if everything doesn't go their way then they must be being scammed i think there's a real lack of self-awareness out there and i feel that people make excuses for things not going their way and things not working in their favor and instead of looking at looking inward and seeing what didn't go well and trying to improve on that people just throw the table over and be like okay you know everything's rigged against me everything's like there's no chance whatsoever because i didn't win and i think that really needs to stop and people really need to perform some self-analysis I, I am, of course, 110% agree, especially since, again, this is a response to something I said. Um, but yeah, really, at the end of the day, I think that self-awareness, individual responsibility, um, understanding that no one's going to give you a path to follow that's going to serve you. It'll serve you know their agenda if you want an outcome in life that or you have a design or a desire in life. You have to walk your own path and you have to forge that path. And oftentimes, at least initially, sometimes you're going to have to do it alone. And that sucks and that's painful and it can um, have its own hardships. But if it's worth it, then it's worth enduring those hardships to come out the other side. I mean, that's been what my experience in life has been. And yes, I'm grateful so much for the love and the support of friends and family and obviously all of you in my community. But you know, before I had a community, when it was my friends and family supporting me, they were supporting me at the times when I wasn't producing just as much as the times when I was producing. At the end of the day, I had to be responsible for my own outcomes. And so while it's great to have that support system and it can get you through the rough patches and the hard times, what's going to make you successful is not going to be the overwhelming support and cheerleading because you could get all of that and still not have the outcome you want. I think everyone has this desire for or uh, a cheerleading section, an audience, a community, and that's not what makes you successful. You are. Your work, your effort, 
you having that self-awareness and understanding of your strengths and weaknesses and applying them appropriately. And I think that message doesn't get called out enough because I think people are actually scared to speak up for it. I think people are scared to tell people that like, you know, sorry, having a hundred thousand, half a million people, a million people following you. Yes, there's obvious benefits to that from a marketing standpoint. There's sometimes a financial incentive there, but it doesn't do jack if you don't work. And I think that people are afraid to call that out and to say that, and that it's much more important to work your butt off and have 10 people pay attention to it that are the right 10 people than to have a million people. I would rather never, ever, ever, ever get to a million YouTube subscribers if instead my Rolodex and my phone book had Damon John in it, had Gary Vee in it, had Marie Forleo in it, had Tony Robbins in it. I would literally sacrifice ever having a million YouTube subscribers to have a dozen specific people in my phone book right now. I'm not even kidding because that's a very different reality. I would rather sacrifice having a million YouTube subscribers. If I have a choice between having a million YouTube subscribers versus keeping the quarter million or so I have now, but literally having 3,000 more videos that are able to produce something for me in terms of um, new business or leverage of some kind, I'd rather have the work than have the following. And uh, again, I just don't think that that's real to some people yet. Hi, Roberto. This is Jennifer from Hey Look, It's the Piano Girl. And I have it set up on my WordPress website that anyone who donates to my channel gets access to all of my sheet music. And right now, when someone donates through PayPal, I have to manually send them the email with the password. I just set up like a locked uh, WordPress page. Do you know of a better way that I can automate that process so that they can get their, you know, if I'm asleep or away from my phone, they can get their their access to the sheet music right away? Okay, thanks so much. I love your show. Thanks so much for calling in, Piano Girl. Um, I love this idea on your part. Um, there is in PayPal, if you set up your PayPal account uh, properly, go under tools. Uh, there is a tool where if you um, are setting this up as a product and you make a product button, you can actually um, go ahead and attach the download file to this so that automatically uh, prompts them to download the file. So you don't have to do that manually anymore. So I would suggest that you do that if you want to automate this. And that's a very simple way to do this. And I think that that's awesome. Another option is to use either eJunkie or Gumroad. And I believe there's a free tier for that as well. And people can pay for those things via PayPal. So those are definitely some options in terms of being able to uh, have people who want to purchase your sheet music or any digital download that you create uh, for them to be able to get that and you be able to automate that process. Great question. Thanks for calling in. Hey, Roberto, this is Tommy. I am the Entrepreneur Dad, and I've been listening to you for a while now on YouTube, but recently just found you on Anchor. And so my question to you is, when you're on multiple platforms like Facebook, Anchor, YouTube, are you cross-promoting each platform on the other platforms to gain more listeners? And if so, 
are your listeners going to be receiving duplicate information? So if somebody follows you on all of them, are they hearing the same content over and over? Or are you are you making the content on each platform unique to that platform? Anyway, thanks and keep up the great content. Tommy, first of all, I love that you are the entrepreneur dad. I think that's amazing. Um, so I'm probably going to check your stuff out. Uh, just because that just seems fascinating to me and I love the idea of encouraging uh, young people and kids to be entrepreneurs. I don't have kids yet, but one day I do want them to take over this empire that I'm building. Um, with that said, cross-promoting um, platforms and social media. First of all, I think it's important to differentiate content platforms from social media platforms, meaning that Twitter and Facebook are communication platforms more than they are content platforms. They have content aspects to them. Instagram, Anchor, Snapchat, and YouTube um, and SoundCloud are pure content platforms. So I think that we have to recognize that medium.com, that's a content platform. Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn have content aspects, but are primarily networking and communication platforms for engagement and distribution. So with that in mind, uh, you can use them in that way to distribute uh, duplicate content for audiences that might be specific or unique. And then it's just a matter of framing them slightly differently in the context of those platforms. It might be more casual than Facebook might, and might be more casual in Twitter, might be more formal in LinkedIn. That being said, in terms of unique value, I create unique content as, you, as you've seen over on Instagram. Does some of that bleed over or duplicate to Facebook? Yes, because Facebook owns both of them, but contextually, that's completely fine because my audiences in Facebook and Instagram are similar, but enough of them are different to where that's fine. Also, the experience of consuming that content is different between Instagram and Facebook. So. Um, there are parallels there. Twitter is something wholly different. So in Instagram, if you've been following what I'm doing there, and guys, if do me a huge favor. If you are not following me over on Instagram, follow me over at Instagram at Roberto Blake. Here's the unique value you get in Instagram from me. One, I'm doing some ridiculous superior level selfies that are interesting, and I'm using a lot of times either motivational quotes or sayings there, but I'm storytelling and I'm journaling publicly in Instagram just about every day now, multiple times a day throughout my day. I'm talking to you about my thoughts and feelings. I'm talking to you about the, the vulnerability and the dark side of being a creative person and an entrepreneur, but in an earnest way, while also being encouraging. I talk a lot over there about the things that make me anxious, about the things where I've overcome depression in the past, but also on the importance of forging ahead, the importance of self-awareness, the importance of having the right people in your life, the importance of holding yourself accountable. And so if those are things that would benefit you and that you think you need to hear or you feel like Instagram and social media, that if you feel like everyone's being fake, I might be literally one of the realest people for you in social media if you're looking at my Instagram feed. That's the unique value. Whereas on my YouTube channel, a lot of my stuff is also very similar, but it's tactical advice. It's how to do something. It's the execution of it. So the inspiration and motivation component is the 80-20 
of my Instagram, but the execution of how to do things is the 80-20 of my YouTube channel, and that's unique, and that's different. And then on the Create Something Awesome Today podcast, that's much more of a 50-50, and then I'm also getting ready to start doing interviews over there, interviewing other creative professionals and other entrepreneurs, so that's going to be something that's unique value because that's not on the YouTube channel. I do interviews on the YouTube channel, but they're a much shorter format of interviews a lot of times, and they're a little different, and they're um, you know in the real world in the moment versus this is something where there's a little bit more prep involved. So those things are different. So there's a different reason to be on my um, Instagram versus my YouTube channel versus the Create Something Awesome Today podcast versus this anchor call-in show where you guys get to interact and you get to say stuff in your own authentic voice. Twitter, you guys get to ask me direct questions and it's the fastest way to contact me and it's the fastest way to DM me. So there's a reason to follow me over on Twitter, not to mention I do random in real time live streams and Twitter that I don't want to live on my YouTube channel because the quality is different. So I've so that's Periscope. And then I'm more casual and goofy when I'm in Instagram live and in my Instagram stories. So again, I go unique value on all the different content platforms, but I might have some duplication in the distribution platforms if that makes sense to you. Guys, thanks for a great call-in show and another episode here of Ask for Awesome. Remember, this is hosted over on Anchor FM, so you want to grab the Anchor app and uh, make sure that you're downloading that. If you want to call into the show and you want to ask your questions or if you want to start a show of your own, I really feel like this is the Snapchat or Instagram stories of audio and podcasting, and that distributes this out to like iTunes and Google and a few other platforms. So I think it's just one of the more convenient ways to create engaging content and connect with your community and your audience. I love that you guys are calling into the show and that you're asking your questions. So I have another question for you. The question of the day is, what are you working on right now and why does it matter? You can either call into the show or you can hit me up on Twitter at Roberto Blake. And remember, you can find this show in iTunes. You can find it in Google. And don't forget to check out the other content I'm doing over in YouTube as well. Anyway, you guys, thanks so much for calling in and asking for awesome. Take care.